You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales. I'm not unfortunately joined by Joe Wood today, uh, but I am joined by the wonderful Richard Fletcher. And we're going to talk to you about marketing and where to start, where to get started with marketing. So, Richard, how are you? It's so nice to catch up again. Hi, yeah, yeah. Great to have me. Uh, great to be on. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, um, I know we've done some stuff before for bookkeepers in this group. And I'm looking forward to those people who are maybe finding it hard to get started today. Those people are like, okay, I've seen all the stuff, but either I'm not sure on what to do next, or I don't feel comfortable posting on my Facebook feed or any of those kind of things. I'd love to, I'd love to kind of talk about how to do that, but also take any questions as we go. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So if you're watching this live, um, come and ask us a question. Best place to join us is in our community, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club on Facebook, but you might be watching this on LinkedIn or on YouTube. Just pop a question in the comments and we'll try and answer these live. I think it's always good to have lots of interaction. Um, let's start with Facebook then. So I know that mm. your like your starting point has been Facebook and you do these long posts on Facebook and perhaps we might not think or because we have friends on Facebook, we might not feel particularly comfortable starting there, but tell me about why you use Facebook. Um, I use Facebook because it's good for getting me clients. Basically, it's as simple as that. Really, like if it didn't if it didn't make me any money, I wouldn't use it. Before um, before I started posting on Facebook on a not quite daily basis, but probably four or five times a week, I probably posted once every three years. I'm not one of these people who likes posting pictures of what they had for lunch or we've just been here on holiday or whatever. I just uh, I just kind of don't really care. So. I'm just, so it didn't really bother me, but yeah, before I started posting on my Facebook feed, I used to have a group, still do. It's called the Magic Source Online Marketing, but I don't really use it as much now. I post more on my personal feed, but before I started posting on my personal feed, I did have those same fears everyone else does, which is, God, you know, I've got my friends and family on here, and I've got, you know, cousins I see once a year and stuff, and God, what what if they talk about me at the, you know, the next family do or whatever like that, or they're like, hmm, what's this, what's this, what's this you're posting about on your Facebook, or what if they start leaving weird comments? Um I did an offer last week where I sold one of my, um, I sold my copywriting course for $99 as a kind of like a clear out because it was like 2020 version. And uh, somebody bought that and messaged me and was like, I'm just worried about posting because I'm worried that my family are going to see it. And what if they leave weird comments? So I sent some voice notes back basically saying what I just said there, which is there's every chance they will. I mean, generally our worst fears aren't realized with this sort of thing, but sometimes they are. Like just because you're paranoid about it doesn't mean it ain't going to happen. Like, Has it ever happened? Has it yeah, ever happened to yeah. you? Yeah, so well, so before this, uh, before I was uh, uh, in my current version as a marketing coach, um, I did dating and relationship coaching for some years, and I posted about that on my personal feed, which obviously creates more controversy. The kind of talk about marketing, mostly like friends and family when you talk about marketing, like oh, you're just talking about marketing to kind of tune it out. Whereas when you talk about dating, everyone's got an opinion on it. So some people might jump in and misinterpret it and be like, oh my God, this is misogynistic or whatever. It's like all that kind of stuff. And sometimes those people like, most people are like cousins and stuff like that who you don't see very often. It's a bit weird. You're not going to be jumping and have an argument with your cousin. Uh, but what I actually found was like, the people who were following me, like my fans would jump in and be like, no, you've got this all wrong. This is what it's all about. You know, you've made a mess of this. And then they'd be like, mm, if that's how you feel, I'm not going to comment again. And then they didn't. And that was it. I've not heard from them since. So it's just one of those things where people are going to have their opinions. Sometimes those opinions aren't going to be that good about you. And you have to, to some extent, suck it up and deal with it. The question I always ask people when they're like, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. Is I say, if you knew 
you could make, let's say, 10 grand a month. The question, I always say 20 grand, but let's say 10 grand a month. If you knew you could make 10 grand a month by just posting five times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, on your Facebook personal feed. But in order to do that, there might be in the first few months, a few of your distant family members who you don't like that much anyway, whose noses might get put out of joint. Is that worth it or not? And no one so far has said no. Yeah, I love that. And um, this is interesting, like the comments part of it, because Joe wrote something for Accounting Web last week uh, about bookkeepers and account how bookkeepers can support accountants. And, and the Accounting Web is a very, like, it's an industry journal. It's very mm. accountant dominated. And I know this is different to Facebook and all of your friends and stuff, but uh, she wrote a really good article. And then loads of people have got, the comments have gone mad with like, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't want to say crazy people, but it feels kind of crazy. Like some of the things people are leaving there and that's it. You have to decide how you're going to take that. Like you're going to open yourself up to it. And, and actually for our bookkeepers watching this, you're probably not going to be posting something that controversial no, on not. Facebook. It's, it's unlikely that someone posts about bookkeeping and tax and everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. You're not being like, oh, I, I, I think Donald Trump is the greatest person in the world. Try posting that and see how you get on, you know. So, put something about gun control to an audience of Americans. That, that's, that's what's going to get controversy. I just see it as like, hey, someone took the time to comment, fine. Um, if it's not, I don't worry about, I never delete comments either. If someone says, oh, Richard, you're a you know, an idiot or usually worse. I don't care. I just leave it because I just kind of mm. feel like people have followed me for long enough. They're not going to see one comment from a crazy person and be like, oh, my God, Richard is an idiot after all, because, you know, random Susan said he was. It just it, it just it just tends to I kind of I don't mind it. I don't mind a bit of a drama and a controversy. I'll let people argue amongst themselves. Um, I have been through a bit of an evolution in my own kind of way about how I respond to these comments, because I kind of went through in the early days of someone leaves a negative comment. Um, I'd love to, like, anyone watching, let me know if you do. I'd love to, like, if people kind of go through this thought process themselves. You kind of, you want to sort of, I don't want to prove them wrong, but you want them to see your point of view and understand why what they wrote is wrong, right? Like, have you ever felt like that? Oh, yeah. Someone left a negative review of my book on Amazon and I was what? like, what? Yeah, I know. And I mean, I don't care. It's like everyone's entitled to have an opinion. Uh, but it was it, it was just really interesting. I was just like, what do I actually do? With it? Now, mm. my general approach is not to do anything with comments. But I've also had advice that if you actually comment on this stuff, it's really good for driving. Like it shows the algorithm people are engaging on your stuff. So exactly, even yeah, if you engaging. have got negative comments, if you can keep the conversation going and actually maybe add some humor into it or, uh, you know, just show them your point of view, like you said, that's going to be good for the content being shown to more people and i love it that you said like other people would jump in and defend you mm. and share their views yeah yeah i mean yeah. i i don't want to be getting into like in the early days i'll get into these arguments and kind of like flame wars as they used to be called and stuff like well you know you argue back and forth and you'd be sat there waiting for them to come back and as soon as it comes back be like oh my god what's gonna like typing the key <laughs> so hard they're almost breaking you know because i'm so angry I'm, I'm just, i just got to the point where i'm like is this driving my business forward at all no it's not yeah. i might just stop doing it so no i just i just at the start of last year, um, I made myself I made myself a promise where I'll go, if anyone leaves a stupid, negative, like moronic comment, I'm just not going to reply to it. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to respond. I'm just not going to give it any air whatsoever. Like I used to be like, I'll try and prove them wrong and explain. But these people are kind of like these troll sort of people. They don't want an explanation. They just want an argument. So there's no point. Yeah. Then I try and leave like, a, then I will, oh, I'll try leaving like a sarcastic comment instead and make them look an idiot. But that doesn't, people laugh at that, but it doesn't really do much for you i don't think it makes you look that good um and now i just leave it i just comment on the people i want to comment on um if somebody if somebody leaves a genuinely um like someone leaves a negative comment but it's more like a question like i don't understand this this doesn't make sense to me you know why would you do it this way 
that's not a troll comment. Actually, that warrants some response of like, okay, I'll explain what I meant. But if you shouldn't go, no, you're an idiot. No, leave it. It doesn't matter. Um, so um, going back to what you said about, is this going to move my business forward? Because this is this is the problem mm. with, I think perhaps the perceived problem with marketing is that there's so much we can do. And I definitely get stuck in this trap of, well, I could do this and this and this. And if I do this, it has to link to this and that has to go through this funnel and I need an email sequence. And that I think stops people from even getting started with any kind of marketing. Um, how do you... <laughs> How do you get rid of the noise? How do you decide what is mm. that's going to move the business forward? Well, I mean, one thing I would say is there isn't one single true way to do business. It's the right way. But you have to find the right way for you. And if what I'm about to say makes sense to you, go and try that and try that alone, like nothing else apart from that, for the next 30 days and see if you get results. Now, if you don't like it, if it doesn't work for you, try something else. But what you absolutely mustn't do is try... 20 different things at once and do a half-assed job of all of them and none of them really come really work out so what i'm saying is try and post on your facebook five times a week one post a day monday to friday that is aimed at your target market and we can talk about target markets and all that kind of stuff in a moment but that's aimed at your target market and the aim of that post is not to post kind of like motivational stuff like hey it's motivational monday who's up for working and all that kind of stuff but stuff that brings your ideal client closer to from where they are right now mentally to thinking, hmm, do you know what? I should probably sign up for this. So it's likely that a lot of people who need bookkeeping help aren't thinking about hiring a bookkeeper. They probably don't know the benefits of having a bookkeeper. So you could use your content to educate them on the benefits of having a bookkeeper, what a bookkeeper can do for someone, hopefully in like, you know, maybe tell some stories along the way and make it a bit fun so it's not all dry tax numbers type stuff. And then what will happen is like that kind of drip, drip, drip over time. Someone like me might read this and be like, hmm, I've not really thought about getting a bookkeeper, but this does make sense. Maybe, maybe I should send this person a message. So in terms of like having these complicated funnels and web pages and email follow-ups, this is about as simpler funnels you can get. You literally, you post on your Facebook, so no technology required, and then people comment on it, people jump into your inbox on Messenger when they're interested and say, hey, can you tell me more? You have a chat on Messenger and sign them up. Like you, you couldn't get any lower tech than that really, but other than knocking on people's doors. Okay, one challenge then. Facebook or LinkedIn, where would be the best place to connect with business owners? Um, good question. I don't I don't actually know because I don't use LinkedIn much because frankly I find it boring and I've, I've kind of dabbled with LinkedIn but never been that successful. In the early days I used LinkedIn. I was actually more successful in the DMs on LinkedIn, like actually just talking to people, connecting with them, hi, how's it going and signing them up. But I've never actually signed anyone up for my content on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But I know other people do. So LinkedIn has the advantage of apparently the organic reach is better and you're actually connecting with other business people on there. So if you're, especially if your audience is more, more like corporate people, um, you can find them much easier and connect with more LinkedIn. But if your audience is, say, solo entrepreneurs, uh, people people like myself, you know, running their own business on Facebook. I don't know if I count as a sole entrepreneur because I do employ people, but, you know, I'm still kind of pretty much doing it all myself. People running their own business on Facebook who are kind of doing their own thing, who could benefit from a bookkeeper. Those kind of people are all over Facebook. I would recommend Facebook for that. So it kind of depends. I guess you have different types of bookkeeper aiming at different people, right? Yeah, nice. Okay. And then in terms of if you were going to post something every day, how do you come up with the ideas, Richard? Like, I think there are probably lots of people staring at the computer screen going, I know I have to write something because Richard's told me, but I don't know what I need to write today. <laughs> okay. So let's um, let's try and come up with an example that's a bit more real because I don't. I want to kind of come up with something okay. a bit more tangible that someone can use. So let's say, let's say you're aiming at me. Now, 
I have an accountant now that does my bookkeeping for me, but I didn't beforehand. And one thing that was a frustration for me, so it's all about understanding who you're aiming at. So you're aiming at someone like me, I probably don't have a bookkeeper, but I do have an accountant because you kind of have to <laughs> if you want to stay within you know, the law to get your taxes filed and stuff. So why would I not have a bookkeeper right now? Well, I don't understand the relevance or importance of having a bookkeeper. Okay, so then you would sit down, get a Google Doc or something like that, or maybe even an Excel sheet, and just write down all the things I've got. Okay, um, reasons why I, solo entrepreneur, might need a bookkeeper. Um, so, for example, one of the issues I had with my last accountant is uh, they were more like a call center than an accountant. So the accountant was sat in the background and you'd ring up and you get through any one of a team of people. And when you've got an ongoing problem, you ring up, you've got to explain it to a new person, say, hey, what's the progress with that? Super, super frustrating. Nobody knows who you are. No one knows about your business. Had to re-explain about online marketing and how that works every single time I ring up because they were expecting me to be an IT contractor like everyone else they look after. And I'm just like, God, this is frustrating. They never, ever rang me up or sent me an email saying, hey, did you know in your business you could be claiming for this as well. So like up until today, for example, well, like with the current accountant, I, even though I'm working from home, I still don't claim for like the room in my house that I use as an office. Sure. Um, I, I got, I got a new iPhone, put that through the company, only done that this year because my new right. accountant said, why don't you put, why, why, isn't, why isn't your iPhone for your company? You idiot. <laughs> um, he wasn't quite that rude, but no, the previous <laughs> accountant wasn't telling me this stuff. So the accountant was more like, if I ring them up and ask them a specific question, hey, can I claim for this? They'll say yes or no. Yeah. Well, they will never come to me and say, by the way, do you know you can make these savings? So that for me, for, for, so for most bookkeepers watching this, that is an opening because there will be a bunch of people just like me who are kind of filing their taxes. They're sort of, you know, making a job of it, but they could be saving up there. Essentially, they might be giving 500 a thousand a month to the tax man that they yeah. don't need to be giving like the amount of money i pay in tax it just makes me cry sometimes especially when i pay the corporation tax and it's like you know if if instead of saying same paying like a 20 grand corporation tax bill you could help reduce that to say 10 that mm -hmm. would be amazing there's other stuff you can do like i, I didn't even realize until fairly recently about contribution contributing to pension payments through uh from your limited company before you pay tax so that lowers your corporation tax and you're getting the double benefit of the obviously the government putting in as well i'm like god this is like magic why have my why have my accounting not told me this um yeah. other stuff like other stuff i'm still not sure about like can can i invest in can i like buy stocks and shares through my limited company before i pay tax on them or not i don't know this stuff but i bet a bookkeeper could tell me um, so would you which, so if you had this kind of idea, let's talk about your mm. iPhone as a yeah. bookkeeper thinking, right, okay, I've been talking to Richard, my client, and he, he didn't know he could put his phone through. Do you go out and go, do you know you can claim for your iPhone through your business? Or do you put something in about, is it more of a like story about, I was having a conversation with my client Richard today, and he had this, that he'd never heard that he could put his phone through his business. Um, is it like really direct or do you like weave a story into it or um, either one is fine so you don't you don't i don't i don't want people to feel like oh well i have to come up with a story or it has to be like this but anything that kind of just reaches them where they're at and makes them think and go oh i didn't know that already is going to be valuable so we yeah. get away from the whole thing about oh bookkeeping is boring no one wants to read about that and suddenly it's like holy shit you know this iPhone, it costs like 900 quid. I don't get the camera. It costs 900 quid. I've got one too. <laughs> yeah, suddenly, suddenly um, my company's paying for it, and I sort of feel like I got it for free. 
because I've got all this money sat in a company account that I can't withdraw anyway because yeah. I'll have to pay stupid tax on it. I'm like, now I feel like I've got a free iPhone, even though I haven't. I've still saved 40% on it. So stuff like that, like you could you could come up with an angle. You could say, if, you, if you're running a business, did you know you could get your next iPhone for free? Okay, not quite for free, but da, 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 da. or you could say, um, you could maybe come up with the angle of they say, not mate, did you know you could claim for your iPhone? But maybe you think of your iPhone is one of any one of a number of things that you're not claiming right now. And the yeah. iPhone is one example of this. So you might this this would be a great way in to get people curious about messaging you. So you might say something like, if you're running your own online business, there is almost certainly a whole bunch of stuff that you could be claiming for right now and not having to pay tax on that you have no idea about. For example, today, I was talking to my client, Richard, and he was casually mentioning that he might get the new iPhone 13. And I was saying, I assume you're going to put that for your company. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, stop, stop, you know, slapping it around the head virtually. Please, <laughs> please stop. Buy this through your company rather than personal because you're going to save 40% on it and you've got all that money sat in your company and you're not redrawing anyway because it just sat there. Um, it's going to feel like a free iPhone and it's perfectly legitimate, perfectly legal. Like you use it for work calls. You use it for work all the time. You literally, everything you do pretty much is for work and you message it for your friends. So it's a genuine legitimate business expense. There's loads of stuff like this that people don't even think about. Um, in fact, I've identified a list of 20 different things that the average solo entrepreneur is not claiming for. And these 20 different things add up to 250 quid a month. 500 quid a month, you know, whatever. Um, like if you actually take the time as a bookkeeper to go away and identify what all these things are, then come up and say, by the way, and then put a, a dollar or a pound value on them. Say, look, this is how much per month on average that these things add up to. And you're not, the average person isn't claiming for them. Even if you're claiming for some of them, but not all of them, you're losing out. Now you can justify your price as a bookkeeper. Like what does the average bookkeeper charge for their services a month? Well, I'm guessing, I don't know if you have different services, but just as a, as a rough idea. Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? I, I think our bookkeepers in our community are aiming for four to five hundred pounds per month for, from each of their clients. Okay. So if you're if you're going for five hundred quid a month, then I have to be looking and going, well, I need at least a five hundred quid a month saving from that. So if you can justify that and say, look, yeah. on our first consultation, on average, I save my clients seven hundred quid a month. Now my fees are only four hundred quid a month. And um, and I'm already saving you 700 and that's before I do all the bookkeeping for you. So, you know, all that horrible stuff where, um, like for example, in my previous accountants, um, they had like a direct link to my bank. So all the transactions appear in the software, like, um, in zero or whatever. Um, I love how this blows your mind, Richard. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, it does. Yeah. But, but, but can you, can you see how like as a bookkeeper like yourself, you'd be like, this is the most basic shit ever. Yeah. Yeah. And me, I'm like, I can buy my phone. What? This is amazing. Yeah. So, so you should never, you, I mean, the other lesson is that you should never assume that the stuff that you take for granted, somebody else knows because they don't like, because I'm busy, I'm busy like worrying about getting new clients and making money rather than necessarily saving money. But if you tell me I can save 500 quid by not much effort, I'm like, well, yeah, mm. of course I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't I? Especially if it's money I don't have to give to the tax man who are like, yeah, any money I can not give those people is good with me. Um, so yeah, I was going to say, oh, what was, 
Lost my, lost my, what's my train then? What, what was I saying then, Zoe? I've gone all that. I don't know, but I was going to say, Chino, these are all, we've all got ideas, haven't we? Things mm. like we've all got examples of things that come up just in our general day to day conversations with our clients. And like you say, we take for granted how straightforward mm. these things are because we do them every day. Uh, but our clients and potential clients don't realize them. So is there actually something in everyday life that we can pull out and every day we can talk about what happened yesterday as mm. our social media post and just Absolutely. what we're doing? Absolutely. I mean, one thing I do all the time is talk about something that happened to me that day or that week or whatever, and make it relevant to something. Um, for example, it's a while ago now, but I wrote a post about my tortoise. I was, I was, uh, I was looking at the tortoise going around his little, um, well, his little house, and he's just sort of wandering around. And I thought, for some reason, I sat there, I go, if a tortoise could speak, if somehow the tortoise could speak, and then coincidentally would speak English, and I could have a conversation with it. I, I couldn't explain the concept of Australia to a tortoise because like, our worlds are just so different. It's like, no, my, this is what the world is. It's a little, little box here. And, and I've, I've wondered before about like when I give it its food, does it like think like the, the, the magic sun god is just like dropping food into it? It's like, thank you, God. Is it like, is it like that? I don't know. I don't know, if it, I don't know if I even have a brain to think with in that way or if they just go stimulus, food, eat. But if I could talk to it, I thought, and it just made me think. Then I thought, well, how is that relevant to online marketing? Well, it's not, is it? Except people have the same thought process with regards to our own business. So they, although we go, ha, 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 tortoise. Yeah, I know what Australia is. We have the same way of looking at our online business. Like we can only see our own little picture. And when somebody comes in and goes, by the way, did you know this actually is how it really is? Suddenly you've opened the door that can never be closed. And they go, wow. Like as soon as you may realize you can go, I can do this in 50K a month. You go, wow. I can't unsee that. I think but you could you can use that same analogy in bookkeeping when people suddenly see how much money they can save from a tax man. It's like opening a door that I can't close. And suddenly these people who are like, oh, I'm sure it's only a few quid. I don't care. Suddenly these people turn to money-saving monsters. They turn to like Martin Lewis, a money-saving expert, want to save like every single penny they can and be like, oh, I just I just bought a sandwich for like £1.50. Can, can I claim for the egg and cress? You know, and you're like, for goodness sake, you know, you get, you get silly now. Um well, no, you, that's the kind of stuff that'll be like a bit more of a fun post, but you can see how you take your everyday life. Maybe you took the dog for a walk, and normally the dog's really nice, but today the dog was pulling on the lead and trying to run everywhere, off everywhere, and you just couldn't make it work. And that's similar to your business because, you know, some days you just can't make yourself work. And you, there's loads of stuff that happen. And I find that the more mundane it seems, actually, the more relatable it is. It makes better content because you talk about another one. If you're, if you've got kids and you're a mother, you probably have experience the annoying um, experience of um, unloading the washing machine for like the fourth time in one morning. And you're like, for God's sake, is my life, is it literally my life here to wash kids' clothes? Um, so, you know, you can just say, as I, was upload, as I was unloading the washing machine, um, full of all the kids' pants and football kit and God knows what else this morning for the fourth time in a row, thinking FML, it made me think to business how, you know, in order to run a house, we accept that there are boring tasks that have to be done. We have to do the washing, we have to do the cleaning, we have to do the cooking. Otherwise, we don't have clean clothes and kids don't get to eat. And, you know, uh, you quickly have an unhappy household with that. But for some reason in business, people think that it needs to be this romantic thing that you enjoy it all the time. And, and then suddenly they stop doing the boring things and they don't make any money anymore. See, this, I've got an endless... Oh, my God. Way, yeah, I'm like... Going. It's like a fun game. How can I connect with this? It's, I, I can, I can I'm do like, this all day long. 
I outsourced the washing to my husband and this is why you should outsource your bookkeeping. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. I completely get it. Do you yeah. think people need to have a content plan then? Do, do people really need to sit down and uh, worry about creating a, a plan for their content? Um, I would say a lot of people say yes. And I would say if you were to ask me, would I recommend having a content plan? I would say yes. But at the same time, I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> So and you, the, why would you suggest that they should have a content plan? What, where does I think it um, I think it's better to be more organized and know what you're talking about. And then maybe you could have like a week where you kind of have theme content. Like sometimes I'll do a series where instead of having one long post of like two and a half thousand words, I might have five posts of 500 split. Tomorrow, I'm going to tell you this thing you really want to know. You know, let me know below if you want tagging so you don't miss it. I do that a lot. Then everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah, tag me, tag me. I don't want to miss it. So that helps the engagement as well. And tomorrow, I can't remember. Then tomorrow, I'm going to tell you this. And tomorrow, I'm going to tell you that. And it just it just keeps on going. It keeps people on the hook. Nice. So you can do stuff like that. A bit like an email series, that one. Um, but it just, I just can't be bothered. I, I, I'm, the, other, the other good thing is, um, <laughs> I mean, what, what else? Can I, do? I love it. Well. I love it. I'm like, I'm like, well, if you do, if you talk about this thing consistently for a couple of weeks, then you can go in and you can start really talking about your service and, um, maybe there's a way to like pin your content on something. It might be easier for you to come up with ideas if you know what it is you're yeah, selling absolutely. and who you're selling it to. I think there's a benefit from that point of view. But it's nice yeah. to see okay. how simple it can be. If you're worried that you're not putting anything out there, this is the place to start. What has happened to me? How does that relate to a business challenge my client has? And what can how can I connect it back to get in touch with me? Um, mm. What about... Yeah, exactly. um, um, I would recommend before you start doing this, get as many ideas as you can like in a Google Doc. Just write down as many ideas as you can. So think about things like, okay, where? so the things I was saying about how I was thinking about my own business, literally, if you're watching it before and you forgot, go and watch it again later and just write them all down in a Google Doc and then start saying, and you can literally say, if you're doing this with your business, if you have these problems with your accountant, if your accountant is saying this, if your accountant has told you you can't claim for this, they are dead wrong because da 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 and then, now you now you can put stuff out where I'm like, that's super interesting. I didn't know that. And even if I don't necessarily sign up to your thing right now, I might you're on my radar for later. I mean, you could even go further and create like a, a digital product because I bet 99% of bookkeepers, they're just trading time for money, which in itself isn't like a terrible thing you're earning a living. But you could have like, you know, I say a 99 pound document where you're like, here's the, like I said before, you know, the 20 things that the, the 20 things that your accountant will not tell you that you can claim for that saves you on an average 500 a month well to, for me to pay 99 pound for that it's a no-brainer yeah i like that yeah. i mean i was thinking you could have this as a lead magnet and get people on an email yeah. list but this is this is what i mean this is the overwhelm thing because if you've thought about this and done it before you can see how this fits together but there are so many bookkeepers that are like mm. i actually i don't even know where to start with this so yeah <laughs> packaging something up that people can buy sounds amazing I think um, we could do that. I, I would recommend that uh, if you're starting out, don't worry about creating a package and this and that and the other. Just start posting about and start make it from the point of view of the person you're talking to. If you're in this position, not I'm a great bookkeeper, aren't I brilliant? Message me if you're interested. Um, here's my services list, you know, and you can have this for this for vast price of that. And no one cares. Talk about me and where I'm at, and then I'm going to pay attention. And then let people message you in your inbox and then sign people up. And then as you've got a business and you start to develop it and you get to the point where you're getting full and you get and you get into capacity, then you can think about either increasing your prices or, or and and or start introduce digital products. So then you go, well, okay, my time is now maxed out. How can I make more money? I make more money by selling digital products that don't require me any effort to deliver them. But don't worry about starting out with that. Just get more customers for your actual 
um, your your uh, flagship service. Can I ask you about the ideal client bit? Because you were saying yes. about how, um, you know, you, we put some content out which talks to you, talks to the audience. How do we know who they are? Where can we start with working out who that person is that we're speaking to? Okay, that, that's a great question. And so it's a mixture of um, three things. Number one is um, someone you can get results for. So if you're claiming to save someone 500 quid a month, you're probably not going to be working with businesses that are turning over 50 grand a year because I'm guessing they probably don't have enough income coming in for you to be able to save them that kind of money. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I would imagine yeah. it's, going be, you know, it's going to be at least six-figure businesses, surely, that you're going to be working with. So you yeah. need to have a business that's established already. You're not going to be aiming at people who are brand new to business, who are just starting one up but need to get an accountant or a bookkeeper. They're not going to be your ideal client. So someone who you're going to be able to deliver results for. Similarly, um, the next thing you need to think about is somebody who can afford to pay you. So again, that's not going to be people who are brand new. It's people who have a business already. Um, and third, um, and this one gets overlooked when, pe when people think about, I just want to get clients, people you're going to enjoy working with. Now, granted, as a, um, as a, as a bookkeeper, you might not spend all day talking to them and coach. Like as a coach, I'm spending a lot of time talking to people and working with them, you know, and getting to know them. You might not do that as a bookkeeper, but you still want people who are like nice people who you enjoy chatting to. You don't want these people who kind of you sign up and then, you know, these people who are just basically dicks who expect that you've done everything by yesterday and all that kind of stuff and treat you like a service provider. Like the kind of person who would like click a waiter in a restaurant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, the ones um, where you dread it when the phone rings. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see an email from me, you go, oh, God, what is it now? So yeah. I don't have, I have a think about you know, if you've had clients before, what did you like? What did, what clients did you like and what did you not like about them? Not just in terms of their business, like write down what characteristics their businesses had, what their similarities, but also their personality traits. Did they have a similarity? Well, maybe maybe they were more women than men. Like for some reason, 70% of my one-to-one -one clients are women. I don't know why, but that's how it works out. Mm -hmm. um, and you go, well, okay, well, where are they at in their lives? Is there a similarity? Are they are they like, you know, are they women in their 40s or are they, uh, you know, are they like men in their 20s or whatever? Or is there no similarity in that at all? Do they tend to have families or not have families? Um, that doesn't mean that you'll never get someone, you know, the only clients you can ever get match up to this, but you make your content relate to that person. So you talk about, you know, if you're, if you're, if a person you enjoy working with is a busy working mother who has multiple children and a business, and you've got to keep track of like husband and all that and taking kids to football practice. And basically she's always got 25 plates spinning. She's like this all the time. Now you can tailor your content towards that person because you can talk about, the stress of having to do all this stuff and take, you know, little Johnny to Saturday morning football practice. And then you come back and then you've got to make the lunch and you've got to dash off somewhere else. And meanwhile, you've got to somehow get all your accounts filed and save all this stuff. And you're just not going to know all the rules of HMRC and all the things you can claim for, which means stuff falls through the net. Mm -hmm. And that's where you come in. You can talk to that person, explain that sort of stuff instead of thinking, oh, but what if my client doesn't have kids, then they're going to miss out on it. No, somebody who doesn't have kids can still see that content. And still go, oh, still relate to it, but you just make it really relevant to that person you want to work with. So just make your content talk to those people who you enjoyed working with in the past. If you haven't worked with anyone so far, start sort of thinking about the kind of people who you would like to work with and what characteristics they would have. It is trickier if you knew if you'd never had a client. Um, I don't know, yeah, what thoughts have you what thoughts you've got on that? I mean, any questions? No, well, I, I, you know, I agree with you. Like, if you know that your ideal client is in a particular part stage of their life 
I like that phrase, then you can, and you want to share something about, or, you know, something that happened yesterday that relates to what I do for a living, um, that makes it easier for you to pull out, well, this is relevant, but this really isn't going to speak mm. to them. So this is the bit that I need to focus on. Um, and that just makes it so much cleaner. Would you ever have like a customer avatar? Do you like draw a picture? I know some people talk about this, like draw a picture <laughs> of your ideal client and give them a name and uh, that kind of thing. Where do, where do they go shopping? What car do they drive? Do you go into that level of detail or? Um, yes and no. My first business coach, I think the first business coach, I think I had her like 2014 or something like that, I had her. And like, she was good, but she made me do this. I had to pull like, you know, a picture of like, you know, a 28 year old, random 28 year old bloke off Google images and stick him on like a piece of paper and write all this stuff down. There was some use in that. My issue with the, the traditional way of doing the customer avatar is I feel like 90% of it is just a guess. Um, mm. Yeah, her, her name's Karen and she's 46 and she drives a Lexus and she's got three kids and she lives in Chichester and um, she has a Chinese takeaway on a Friday night and um, a curry on a Saturday and she likes drinking red wine and she goes out with the girls once a month and she works as an IT project manager and it's, it's like just making up a load of bullshit it's like yeah. and that's fine if it was completely true but most of that stuff just isn't is that true stuff going to be true about your ideal client so I prefer to talk about life situations that this person finds themselves in so it may well be that your ideal client is married and that's the only person you want to work with but generally I'm more talking to um these situations where you're busy and you're running your business and you don't know you can claim for all this stuff mm -hmm. or the horrible thing i have like the thing i used to do was all of my transactions appeared on the um the software with the previous accountant and i always had to use it's the thing i hate most in my business is allocating those transactions like find the find the find the receipt upload it say what it was for and do that for like you know god knows how many line items every month so I'd always leave it about three months and then it would come up and it'd be like hundreds of these bloody transactions I had to allocate and I hated it so much. Well, that's a life situation. Now, it doesn't matter if I'm 65 or 18, you know, I'm, I could still be annoyed by that situation. You can talk to me about it. Um, now, you might bake into that and talk about it. So you make that the main focus of your piece, like the annoyance around that. And you can say, and if you've got kids and you've, you've got, you know, you're taking a little Johnny to football practice and your husband wants feeding and all the other stuff, Let's be honest, this, this stuff just doesn't get done until you're like, okay, you're going to get done in trouble with the endline revenue. Never mind saving money. You're just, just about keeping your business legal at this stage. That's the main thing. So you can throw that stuff in as well just to make it target your ideal client even more, the person you want to work mm -hmm. with. But really, it's about that life situation, if that makes sense. It makes so much sense. And just being able to pull on those particular points about uh, mm. the, the little the little things that might uh, be part of your ideal client avatar um, can be really helpful to just like bring the message home to the person who's reading and go, oh, that is me. That is me. Um, yeah, I love it. Mm. OK, I, I think I think you've shared so much that people can take away. I think we need to like go back through this and make a list of all of the content ideas <laughs> that you've just suggested. But it's been so incredibly helpful. And I think that if people are watching this and they actually don't know where to start or are feeling overwhelmed, they now have actually quite a straightforward strategy to be producing content. And that's actually going to help get over the guilt that comes with I should be posting, but I'm not. So um, thank you so mm. much. How how can people find out about you, Richard? I know that you uh, you help small businesses with this kind of thing a lot. Yeah, if someone wants help, obviously, um, that actually wants paid coaching off me, they can just message me on here. 
Um, if you want to see more of my content uh, in a bite-sized form, I've got a podcast that's been going for about two months now. We're getting on for, and it's called Five Minute Marketing Daily, which kind of does what it says on the tin. It's just five minutes every day, one tip per day that you can use. So it doesn't take up all day to listen to it, but you can get something new. You can go away and use. And I did. Have, I had an episode probably about. A month ago, a couple of episodes aimed at, mar- at bookkeepers. So you can scroll back. So I think it was like episode maybe 22, 23, something like that. I did a couple in a row. Um, so worth going back. Maybe start with that. But if you just, if in whatever podcast app you use, if you search my name, it should come up and you'll see it. It's like me pointing on a yellow background of a title. So yeah, go go by all means, go and have a look at that. But um, otherwise, if you want specific help, just well, click on my name and message me. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much, Richard. And for anyone who hasn't connected with us already, you can come and join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club on Facebook. Um, I should let you know that we're running a Black Friday deal on our startup program at the moment. So if you want to start working with us and you want to know more about uh, what kind of thing we do and how we help bookkeepers to start practices, you can head over to our website, sixfigurebookkeeper.com slash courses to find out more about our startup program. We've got a special offer which gives you £100 off of the price until the 30th of November. Uh, for now um, I'm going to be back actually next I'm going to be back tomorrow for an extra podcast episode with Accounting Web talking about the Accounting Web live expo and I will see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock for that podcast thanks so much Richard have a good day thank you don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers podcast with topical bookkeeping chat why not join our free Facebook group the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com